0: Point on News Talk 106 to 108. It's now on to our musical heirlooms piece, and this is a piece where celebrities share their musical choices uh, with us. And today's guest is Shay Healy. He was born in Dublin in 1943, where he lived with his parents, Maureen and Seamus, and has five siblings. He joined the advertising department in the Irish press at the age of 18 and began his career with RTE two years later as a trainee cameraman. He went on to present 289 episodes of the groundbreaking television series Nighthawks from 1988 until 1992. And of course, Shea is also a songwriter and wrote Johnny Logan's 1980 Eurovision winner, What's Another Year? Shea was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease Years ago, and he praises his wife Dimpna for looking after him throughout his illness. And these are Shay Healy's musical heirlooms.
1: I picked The Old Triangle because my dad was in the first production of Brendan Bean's The Hostage on Gill in Irish up in the Damer Hall. And also, it's airing one of the great characters of Irish literature and his flying best, singing The Old Triangle. A hungry feeling came on me stealing, and the mice they were squealing in my prison cell. And that an old triangle is when jingle jangle along the banks of the Royal Canal. had the FAI Opal. Hall of Fame award for the first time last Sunday night and I gave it to Charlie Hurley. He's a, a character. Lo- I thought I might have got an invite. He in didn't saying. even get invited. <laughs> you <laughs> <só Destiny> didn't get,
0: it, didn't get an <laughs> well, I you,
1: Can I make up to you tonight John?
0: Yeah, yeah, make oh
1: a... I'll ask you to sing here tonight. got involved uh, just simply by being asked one day uh, by David Blake Knox Uh, he said we're starting a new programme and would you be interested in doing it so when I read his manifesto it sounded weird enough to be very attractive we didn't know how attractive it was going to be but we were going three nights a week live uh, which is a huge demand but we sailed into it with glorious expectations of something good, and, and it turned out to be that way. And for me, it was a dream. The researchers I had were, were brilliant, Marianne Cullen, Ed Dara, Angela Ryan. They were all so instrumental in, in keeping the tempo of, of it up, keeping it interesting enough. And um, when I finished it, I left because I was tired. My dad just died and I wasn't in good shape mentally. And I said, look, I'm tired. I, I offered to break somebody in who could take over but they let it go and they did a favour in some senses. it's like forty Towers there are only six of them Nighthawks lasted for that length of time and nobody can break back into it now and say it was crap you know it's, it's a shiny orb I've
0: been waiting such a long
1: time looking out What's another year? I wrote What's Another Year mainly about my father and watching him grope his way in the darkness of bereavement. My mother died and he was lost without her. And he kind of wandered in the desert for about five years. And then he he found a great friend, in, an artist, and they hooked up and they went to all kinds of art exhibitions and openings and things and he went back to his acting. So I wrote the first part of the song in 1976 and I didn't finish it until 1980. I didn't have the middle piece and I don't know what, what suddenly inspired the middle piece but it came anyway. And it was a mid-tempo country ballad in, and I put it in and it qualified. And then Bill Whelan was called in to do the arrangement on it and he came with a brilliant saxophone solo and um, the saxophone introductions to Once you hear that, you know the sound immediately. And um, the night itself in, in The Hague was... It's recorded in my brain. Sometimes I get a very clear picture of it and sometimes it's fuzzy. But it was extraordinary. Um, of course we started into a way of a party. The fellas drove from Belgium to be there. M- Mossy Stack from Tralee, he-, he drove four hours to get to the party and he got there and he was still in time. Um, so it was, it was a, a joyous evening and I, oddly enough, I chose not to get drunk because I wanted to remember as much of it as I could. And I don't remember as much of it as I should. <laughs> Parkinson's for 10 years now and it impinges on my life in so much as that um, there's a lot of aches and pains that go with it and um, there's a lot of subtle little things like my fingertips doing up buttons or trying to button your fly it is an Olympic event and um I've had strange passages where I've had fantastic uh, hallucinations which are entertaining rather than frightening you know and um, I've had different kinds of tremor in my body that, that come and go. It's certainly taken a bit of toll on, on my energy level. But I can still put my trousers on standing on one leg. So I'm in fairly good shape compared to a lot of other people. And it's just a question of getting out there and grinding grinding out the day. I, I'll hit a, low, a bump somewhere along the day for maybe an hour, an hour and a half. And just get past that and be optimistic that you'd be able to get up the following morning. But the first hour in the morning is murder. Between your head needing some dopamine and every muscle in your body kind of aching. And once I get past that then I'm, I'm flying away up to the computer and start sending songs out all over the world. Um, but one of the things about Parkinson's is that it's progressive and you know it's going to get worse, and um, I, th- I must say, I'm not looking forward to a day where I might not be able to look after myself. Um, for lots of many reasons, I, I helped look after my dad when he was older, and uh, it's a subtle burden you put on people, and then it's an obvious burden, and somebody has to take the reins somewhere. So I hope. It won't help me for quite a long time or something else might get me in the meantime you never know they say you don't die from Parkinson's you die with it so come on I'm ready. <laughs> When my life is over, I'll become a bit of stardust Out there in the heavens, out beyond the blue And if you want to see me, just look into the night sky You will see me shining, winking down at you when You Become Stardust too, was written mainly for my grandson, Fionn, who was 21 this week. Sometimes when we're chatting, you know, I say, when I'm gone, he said, no, don't, don't, don't talk about that, Jemo." I say, okay, so I I decided i have to write something that would leave hope behind me as opposed to anything else. It, it says that, it says, maybe we'll meet again when You Become Stardust 2. I can't think of a better thing to leave than the hope that somewhere we'll... Hook up again. Every life's a story And mine was no exception Full of great adventures And lots of ups and downs When destiny came calling She knew just where to find me I was always in the back room Laughing with the clown And in my role as jester, I hope that I amused you As along the way we shed a smile or two So dry away your tears now Our souls go on forever
0: Thanks so much to Shay Healy yeah. and his new single that you heard there, When You Become Stardust 2, is now available on iTunes. Thanks for listening to this News Talk 106 to 108 podcast. To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie.